This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And now to provide a little locker room insight, some of his own brand of analysis. Maybe he'll have, maybe he can join uh, Matt from Rhode Island in the analytics department. And so much more is our pal from WEI.com on the Harbor One Hotline, Kyrie Thompson. Kyrie, um, where are you? Just let us know. Like, where are you with the whole slightly improving, getting better-ish, but also really not offensively dynamic Patriots right now and how Mac Jones has looked over the past two weeks? Well, I'll say this. I feel like this is an offense that feels like it's fighting itself a little bit early in the game. You could see, and I've said this before, I just think Matt Patricia still does not entirely know how to call plays for Mac Jones. I heard you say that on the pregame show, and I could not have agreed with you more. And and I think that they have been trying to figure it out. And later in the game, I think they were still early in the game trying to call some of that minimal protection, but lots of uh, time holding the ball, look for guys downfield offense that has not been working at all this year. And I think towards the end of the game, you saw more examples of, of the quick game sneaking its way in there. A little bit of RPO, just a little bit of, look, you know, crossing route right over the middle, just get the ball out of your hands to Jacoby Myers, and boom, there you go. I mean, the numbers are pretty, 147 passing yards for Mac Jones, only 203 yards of total offense. I mean, it, it's not good. But I would say that from where I was sitting, I mean, it's hard to pin a lot of that on, like, or at least all of it on Mac Jones. The protection, the pockets that he was getting were not always terribly clean. Um, he, he did kind of miss some reads, I think, where he wasn't seeing the field as well as he should. But I think it did get better as time went on. And the big number for me, we could talk about, obviously, the fact they only had one touchdown and you, you got to be better in the red zone. That was something Mac mentioned, was that he was frustrated about not finishing in the red zone and not uh, you know, getting it behind the sticks on third down. But zero interceptions, zero turnovers for Mac Jones. That's improvement. Agreed. And I think the two biggest takeaways from Mac's perspective are zero turnovers. And I thought the tone and energy that he brought to the podium for the second straight week is is better, is more positive, is more upbeat. And I think that's a good thing from where he was a couple weeks and a month ago as he was sort of mired in that quarterback controversy. But I have a, which should be a simple question, but I don't think it has a simple answer. Uh, Through everything we've seen the last couple weeks, through injuries and benchings and replacements and IRings and debuts, who are the five best Patriots offensive linemen to field after the bye? Yeah, I feel like that's a tough one for me to answer. I think that, for me, if, if David Andrews 
is back in the fold. I, you know what? At this, at this particular point in time, I, I still don't think Cole Strange is is horrible. I think that he was definitely showing that he could be one of those best five when he had David Andrews next to him. So, I think that if you if you had to make me say this right now, I think the original five is what I would go with because I, I don't think Yadni Kajust was was like object, abjectly horrible, but he got beat a couple of times. Yep. Like he had mm-hmm. some struggles in this game. And, and so I think that if, if you really just don't want to play Isaiah Winnett at tackle, well, then, that, then that's a different thing. And then I think maybe at that point you go with your original five, but then you go ahead and you stick Isaiah Win at right guard, and then you bump Michael Owenu out to tackle, and you put Cole Strange at left guard. I don't, I, I don't think that there's been enough from any of the subs to tell me that they deserve to be in there. I mean, Marcus Cannon was worse than Isaiah Wynn by a good bit to me. So if you're asking me, I think it's got to be the original five. Now, the configuration, that could be up for debate. WEI.com's Kyrie Thompson joins us on the Harbor One hotline. Uh, I, you know, I the, to your point, though, about not calling all the right plays or not figuring out how exactly to call plays – for Mac Jones, I, I think it is a Vegas casino buffet of reasons why the offense has been uh, stagnant, shall we say, so far with red zone issues. And they get one touchdown today basically off of a block punt when they start the, with the ball at the two, for God's sakes. I mean, like, you got to get And then you lost gotta, a yard. you got to punt and then still lost a yard on <laughs> uh, that John who Smith Well, yeah, because you're one. handing the ball to J.J. Taylor. Why are yeah. you doing that? Oh, my God. It's just such bad play, play going. But, like, Kyrie, do you agree that – the offense looks better when it's short and quick and they go up-tempo and the, far too often now with an offensive line that has moving parts and injuries and some scheme issues that Mac is just waiting too long for things to develop downfield and he's holding the ball three and four and five. Like, they need to be getting this ball out of his hands two seconds or less, two seconds or less. That's the best way for them to try to develop some confidence and advance down the field. Yes. Every single time the, the offense goes to the quick game, I immediately think, oh, well, Mac Jones did that a lot quicker. I mean, I mean, it's like he, he just looks better. He looks more confident. He's not waiting too long. I feel like every time you ask Mac Jones to hold on to the ball and wait for things to develop, things go wrong. Whether he isn't seeing it right or he just doesn't have a good pocket to step up into, he doesn't feel comfortable with it. But I feel like, again, when you see some of the, the RPO game that they're trying to work in here, when you saw them start to adjust a bit, and sneak in some crossing routes to have Jacoby Myers in there to just get you four or five yards to make it third and two. There's something easy like that. And then give you an opportunity to feel good about a third and short. And then you can go ahead and call your best play from there. I just, I felt like, yes, even though the end result doesn't, didn't show it in touchdowns, I felt like Mac Jones looked better. And, and I'll say this, I, I asked Mac Jones about this at the podium, just, his, uh, you know, can't go broke if you're taking a profit quote. And I can tell that he's frustrated because he's a perfectionist. He wants it to be every single time they get the ball, he wants to score a touchdown, and it is bothering him that they are not doing that. At the same time, I can see him up there trying to say, you know what, sometimes good enough can be fine. And even though it wasn't good, it was good enough. And, and it was good enough to feel like, okay, you know what? We can survive as long as the rest of our team is playing good complementary football like this. This is something that we can build off of 
when you're building off of it the right way, when you're going from the quick game and the things he's more comfortable with, and then you start to push it downfield. Don't, don't try to get greedy at the beginning of the game because that's when you set a bad tone. Something that was not only good but way more than good enough was the pass rush, the defense from front to back, Matt Judon, the whole damn thing. And I know it came against a pretty putrid offense and quarterback and – you know, even Bill Belichick wouldn't say that was a good football team we beat. He called them the Colts. Putrid, you're being uh, kind. Uh, how excited, though, or or how much optimism do you have in what we're seeing de- defensively can maintain itself as the schedule and the offenses and the quarterbacks grow tougher in the second half of the season? I mean, look, in the end, you're you're probably still looking at the Bills and thinking that's going to be a really tough matchup, right? You're You're going to face some some explosive offenses as the season goes on. But look, I would say that by and large, the defense has been the most consistent thing about this team. And it's really only been, as I've noted, that these, these really, the, the Josh Allen types or the Justin Fields types are the ones that they, they've been having more trouble with because, I mean, they're just diff, they're a different breed of player. But I think that the, all in all, it's been pretty consistent. I mean, just listening, I know you played the Josh Uche cut. Hearing him talk about how easy Matthew Judon makes it, not just for himself, but for everybody else. And the fact that Matthew Judon's getting chips and he's getting more attention allows Josh Uche to come screaming off the edge on the other side and make plays. And one thing I found interesting that Judon said was that, I thought he was joking about this in the locker room, but he said it again at the podium, that Josh Uche calls the plays when he's out there on third down. And, and he kind of gets things set up before the play and, and called him like their best pure pass rusher. And when you can get Josh Uche playing like that opposite of Judon, because, I mean, Dietrich Wise has been, has been great and in, in, in kind of getting better throughout the season, but he's still not the pass rusher that Uche is. So that adds another element when you can get him going. And I think just generally, look, yeah, it was the Colts, but I think that after the Bears game, you can't take any opponent for granted, and at this point, you, you don't get to look past anybody. So I, I think that getting right these last couple of weeks has been a big deal, and I mean, you've seen it throughout the league that it's a lot tougher for quarterbacks and offenses to just go off for a lot of points now because opponents are, are scheming for that. They're playing more too high safety. They're making you take what is given. And so that's just how it is throughout the league. I just happen to think that the Patriots, by and large, are probably doing it better than most teams. And I think that just all in all, their their execution has been pretty consistent aside from probably two games this season. And I think that will continue. I think the bye comes at the absolute perfect time for the Patriots who need to get David Andrews healthy, need to get Christian Barmore healthy and back to solidify a defensive line that's actually been playing very well the last couple of weeks, fortify an offensive line that's had some issues as well, obviously. And the bye also comes at the right time for the offensive brain trust to rethink things and maybe, as you've been opining for Kyrie and we just discussed, start calling the right kinds of plays for Mac Jones. And we'll see, maybe they get Devontae Parker back as well we'll look forward to reading your breakdown further of the game maybe some mid-season report cards and some of your projections for what the patriots can do in the second half of the season where Kyrie, the most 2022 thing the patriots are five and four at the bye they have a winning record yet they're in last place in the afc east and they would be in first place if they are in the nfc south does it get more 2022 than that no sir i will say this though 
they're probably going to not be the last team in the division come November 20th because I think they're beating the Jets. That's what the calls are here for. I like it. A, high, a little hype drop on the mic drop from Kyrie Thompson. Kyrie, thanks for calling in on the Harbor One Hotline. We'll look forward to reading you this week. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, indeed. See you. Good job. Thanks for sending that audio in as well. Kyrie Thompson, host of the First and Foxborough podcast here on WEI, available wherever good podcasts and football talk can be found.